Hi, and welcome to the podcast on Is It Love or Infatuation? In this podcast, I'm going to explain only a very small portion of what we call romantic love. A lot of my consultations are about love, and people everywhere want love. And when we're looking for love, we're looking for an experience. We're looking for a feeling, or at least in the beginning. And so we don't want to look in the wrong place, and we don't want to wind up disappointed because most people that I talk to are really looking for something long-term, for something permanent. Not everybody. Some people do in the meantime, but they're only doing in the meantime because they're looking for the real and the right fit. And sometimes that is the person that you're doing in the meantime with. So here we go. Dating apps, singles bars, Tinder. Those are the new ways that people look for a relationship. And I've actually heard some really great success stories from people who have met people on dating apps. And through Tinder, I actually have clients that have had very successful results with dating apps. Not a lot, but enough to give us some hope. But at the end of the day, I hear a lot of people coming up feeling really empty-handed. And in blogs that I've written and in other podcasts I've done, I talk a lot about dating app apathy. And I think the reason that people are winding up becoming apathetic is because they don't find true love and real connection. Being truly in love is about being true and real. And it's also being true and real and connecting in that way. And many times we mistake a feeling that we're getting, a chemical reaction, for being in love and for feeling like this is true and real and deep. Because a lot of times love takes time to really deepen. But either way, people want to experience legitimate, real love. But what love is to you may not be what love is to someone else. Remember that. It's unique to you just like your fingerprint. And what I hope to do here is explain the difference between being infatuated and true love and what true love ultimately looks like for a lasting relationship. And I really believe and I feel, and I've also experienced and seen with my clients that that's what you're looking for. So we're going to focus on lasting relationships. And there are dysfunctional relationships where people beat the living shit out of each other emotionally and psychologically and sometimes physically. And those last for eons, for years. So that's a form of a relationship. And I'm not going to talk about those because we like to call those dysfunctional because they don't feel very good. Okay. So when we feel a tremendous desire for somebody, And they have that feeling for us too. The problem is when that begins, it's like, wow, we're overwhelmed. Sometimes there's no emotional depth. There's no long-term commitment. It's just that sheer passion and the sexual attraction. And you say, well, how do you know you like somebody if you don't feel all those things? Well, a lot of this is just infatuation. And it feels really good. But the truth is, is that when you stop and you distance yourself from it and you take a look at it, you can see it's all passion. There's no depth. We don't really know each other. We haven't had conversations that are really deep. We don't go into detail and depth about the things that we like about where we're going. We connect with them 
you know, we have great dates with them. We think we like each other. You share food, you share drinks, you share time. And the truth is, is that you've got all these chemical reactions going on and it feels great. Well, that's infatuation. The thing about infatuation is when the shit hits the fan and something serious comes up in our lives and we need somebody to be dependable or a listening ear, these probably are not going to be the people that we go to. You start to realize it winds up being too much for them. And when the conversation starts to wane and there's silence that fills the air and it becomes awkward, probably what happens is, is the parties stop investing time into the relationship. It just didn't have the roots that it needed to become more. Many people struggle because they think, but this felt so good. And they think this is in love, but it's infatuation. If it doesn't have the roots and it doesn't have the depth, then it's probably going to die a fast or a slow death. And sometimes one party tries harder or they hang on because they don't want to be alone. But at the end of the day, when the sex starts to go out the door and the conversation wanes and the text messages wane, it's going to die. So you're going to have to think about putting a bullet in it. And sometimes these relationships have to die and people have to grow. And then they come back together because they did have the initial connection passion-wise, feeling-wise, but it has to deepen for it to be lasting. It's also infatuation when you notice they're inviting you over to their house and you just hang out and you chill and you watch TV or Netflix or listen to music or smoke some weed or have some drinks or just have sex and they don't invite you to hang out with their friends. And then you have sex and you spend the night and you go home and you don't hear from them for a few days. It's not necessarily bad. It's just comfortable. But the infatuation is going to wear off. There's no depth there when they don't stay connected to you. When you're not connected to somebody, you have to pay attention to that. Sex, watching Netflix, where are the roots? Where's the depth? You don't have to force it. You have to become aware. Ooh, this may not be real deep. And you can try and connect with them, but it has to be authentic. It has to be genuine. You have to truly be interested in them and them and you. You don't want to force it because that's not going to work either. So pay attention in these situations. Any type of relationship that starts to feel like it's slowing down and there's no authenticity, there's no intimacy, um, and if it's just more sexual, it's probably not true love. It's probably complacency. And some people like that type of relationship. Some people fall comfortably into a relationship that's complacent. I know people that are in complacent relationships for 20 years. Are they fulfilled? No, but they're comfortable. And you know what? That's not your business. If that's what somebody else wants, let it be. It's not your business to tell them that what they're doing is wrong. But if you're looking for something different, something that's more connected, something where you can be more vulnerable and open and grow together and feel a passion that is deep, that forever love, you probably should get yourself out of this type of relationship if it is not going to go where you need it to go. You can't drag another person into forever love. They're either in or they're not. They have to want it as well. It's important that you stay tuned energetically to what it is that you want. 
So if you're holding on to a complacent relationship, your energy is sending out signals to the universe. It says that you're involved. It says that you're complacent. It says that in some way you're satisfied or satiated. And you're telling the universe you don't have room for something else. So I see a lot of people that come to me in a relationship like this and they pine for another person. They pine for true love, yet they're not willing to be alone and end this type of a relationship. They're pining for what they don't have. And that can become an addiction because what happens is, is you can't have two ideas occupy one space in your mind. You can't be feeling that you're in a relationship with somebody getting to some degree what it is that you want and need. And maybe it's the very thing that you do want and need. Maybe you don't want to be vulnerable. Maybe you don't want intimacy. Maybe you don't want to have to examine what it is that you want. And that's okay too. You just have to be honest with yourself. You don't even have to be honest with yourself really. But you know, because you feel like you're missing something, you might be addicted to that. You know, people tell me all the time that they want what they want. But the truth is, is that they pick the unavailable person because what they don't realize is that they're also unavailable or they're used to that type of a relationship. And this goes back to when we talk about creating your life or manifesting. You manifest what you truly believe. You manifest what you truly feel. And if you have any fear around vulnerability or intimacy, you're going to wind up getting yourself into a relationship that feels comfortable. It's what I call comfortably uncomfortable while you pine for true love or while you pine for true intimacy, when your desire is to be authentically yourself and have somebody accept, and I should say, accepting you, warts and all, and vice versa. You have to accept them the same way. So when I ask people in my workshops and when I work with them in a consultation one-on-one, what do you truly want? Who are you? You have to be raw and authentic with yourself and honest with yourself. I don't even require you're honest with me because that's not my business. But I am trying to provoke your own self-honesty. I'm not asking you to vomit your feelings out to other people or to me and what you think. And it's fine if you do. But what when you go within and you look deeply within yourself and you're honest with yourself and you say, yeah, that scares the shit out of me, then you need to take a step outside your comfort zone and ask yourself what vulnerability looks like to you. What does intimacy truly look like to you? Is that truly what you want? then you have to be honest and vulnerable and intimate with yourself. This is actually a step towards self-intimacy. And ask yourself, what scares you about that? Where do you feel that you're not good enough? We have to take a really close look at those relationships that we drag ourselves through the mud. And those are the ones that have those incredible highs and horrific lows. It's the tumultuous roller coaster of up and down. And we absolutely think this is it. This is love. This is the truth. When the truth is that somebody's just treating us like shit or we're treating somebody else like shit. We're absolutely not getting our needs met. The only thing we're getting is an emotional high and an emotional low. And these types of situations show us something about ourselves. When we're young, 
our parents take us on emotional highs and lows, or they can, or a brother or a sister can torment us. It is a torment. They bring us up only to bring us down because they get off on watching you go through emotional ups and downs because somebody did that to them. It's dysfunctional. It's not healthy. And it actually feels awful. It's that feeling of being full on alive only to be dropped on your head and it ends painfully time after time. And you think, okay, the next time it's going to be better. They told me they weren't going to do it again. And they do the same damn thing a different way. And it feels just as shitty each time. And these are the people that we sometimes put on a pedestal. And the funny thing about a pedestal is when you knock somebody off that pedestal, they fall pretty damn hard. So remember, the higher you put somebody on a pedestal, the farther they fall. But typically, you're not seeing them for who and what they are, okay? You just buy into that old, familiar, energetic connection that you had with somebody from your past or how your parents raised you or how they treated you. And you're used to that emotional roller coaster and it feels so good and right to you. But I'm going to tell you something else. You're on that pedestal with them. So when you fall with them, you're going to take it as hard as they do and and you can shatter. That pedestal is either your best friend or your worst enemy. And this is a toxic relationship. It feels really unpredictable and you never know when you're going to hear from them. You never know when you're going to see them. You never know what they're going to do. You don't know if they're cheating. You don't know if they're at their mom's or if they're actually with somebody else. There is so much inconsistency. It's freaking intoxicating. They love bomb that they love bomb you like crazy. They're always complimenting you. It starts fast and it's furious and it expo- explodes like this bowl of fire. And in an odd way, it's addicting. You get high and you get the low. And just like that, you're addicted to its drug. And it's it actually is a drug. It's being released in your body through your brain. And in many relationships, we connect really deeply with somebody with these long conversations that go on for hours where you can share whatever you want and they share with you. And the next thing you know, you don't talk to him for two weeks. You know, that's an emotionally unavailable person, or they just tell you they don't want a relationship, that they don't think that you're the one. You get so drawn in by your emotions and and it feels like, oh my God, this is it, but they're emotionally unavailable. So you have to ask yourself, am I emotionally unavailable? Is this a safe place for me to share my wildest dreams with somebody? And sometimes it's just what you need to share your wildest dreams, but you can't get connected to them. You know, you're never going to have to stand up and follow them, right? Because you can be raw and vulnerable and you know, nothing's going to come of it. That can be safe. That can be liberating for you, but know what it is. Think about this. When you ask yourself, Am I emotionally available or is this just a safe place for me to check myself out and share? Am I really connected? Is this intimacy? Is this true love? You're going to know by the way somebody treats you. So if you're on that roller coaster, it's probably more of a chemical infatuation than it is true love. But that's a hard one because it's addicting. 
In some ways, what actually happens is, is you get to share with somebody your fairy tale ending, your forever ending, and what forever looks like to you. You see, what they do is they mirror back parts of you, and you mirror back qualities that they have and that they want to uh, manifest for themselves. And then the question is, is are we capable of creating this together? Are we capable of creating this for ourselves? And promise after promise, wind up being disappointed. There's an expiration date because neither one of you feels like you can really be that. You see, this is about being disappointed from our past, not getting what we needed when we were young or when we were in relationships where we wanted to be loved romantically and the way that we needed to be loved. These relationships, those are the ones that happen fast. They're filled with passion. There's these incredible moments of intensity, and sooner or later, they go south. These relationships are really addicting because these people tell you everything that you need to hear. They've made you feel a certain way. Your needs are met. When you were a young child and people didn't tell you these things, and suddenly you're in a relationship where you're getting all of your needs met and they're telling you that you're wonderful and they think the world of you and the sun rises and sets on you, this is everything you wanted and needed because they validate you for the first time in your life. And so this becomes addicting. So what happens when somebody's telling you this and then they ghost you? Holy shit. It wasn't real. Maybe you aren't as good as you thought you or they thought you were. They told you. Maybe you've disappointed them and you try really hard to get them back. And it gets you right on that wheel. But you know, it's addicting, but they don't follow through. They can't keep up the communication. They start to get scarce because they don't feel they're enough. They don't know how. And by the time you recognize the red flags, you're so in over your head, believing that their love is genuine, that I'm telling you, you don't know how to get on with your life. And they're on to their next conquest because they can't finish their sentence. They can't really give somebody what you need or they need. So for any of us who've experienced this type of of validation and love bombing, you know it all too well. And when you're left heartbroken and at a loss for why the relationship failed, what comes is a feeling of not being valued. And And maybe you weren't enough. And this is destructive and painful. So you need to pay attention when this is happening. You can take those accolades and those compliments and that validation, but you also need to know this could be dangerous to me if I give everything up too soon. These types of relationships can skew your view of love. You hear things from women, they say, men are all just pigs, or they're the same, or, and you know what men say? Women are just out for your money. You know, women just do, okay, it's the same thing. That's where these statements come from. But you know, the biggest problem is it causes you to view yourself as though you're imperfect, And then you question everything you relied on, everything that you believed, and it puts you in a state where you don't trust. How could somebody love you like that and make you feel like that only to turn on you, only to leave you? And if you get into that cycle, you're going to be very skewed when you look at relationships and you're not going to trust and you can wind up creating and manifesting more of what you don't want. So I want you to pay attention to these types of emotionals emotions and feelings and chemical reactions. 
because they're very, very difficult when you need to get something from another person. And the most important thing that we learn is to validate ourselves because self-validation comes from self-acceptance. When we start to take our own inventory and we really look at what makes us tick, who we are, how we value ourselves in the things that we like about ourselves deeply, intimately, we begin to pull to us people that will actually love us and gravitate to us for who we are. So these relationships can actually show you who you really are, as painful as they are. People that are going to love you aren't the people that we're trying to fill a void with, to put a big old band-aid over our wounds. We aren't looking to be healed. We're healing ourselves. And then they come into our lives and we heal each other by validating our authentic selves. We recognize what happened in our past by recognizing that these things were not okay. And we don't have to put up with that kind of treatment anymore. You know, our parents and those that hurt us are this are very broken. And they can only repeat that brokenness if they can't see a different way. Love is a really interesting thing. It can begin as friendship. It can begin as intimacy. It can begin by burning holes in the bedsheets. So passion stimulates us, but love can take time to bubble up. Love is really interesting if we allow it to unfold. It's the place where we'll feel safe. It's the place where you feel like you can converse with somebody and they're listening to your wants and to your needs. And they validate you and they validate your ideas. And it's a sharing, but it comes from a mutual place. It offers security in friendship first. And you can be on a walk or drive in a car with them and not speak for an hour and listen to music. And it doesn't feel awkward or uncomfortable. It feels good. And when people love you, they show you. They stay in contact with you. They let you know that you matter because they show you. They ask you how your family is. They ask you how your day was. They check in with you and they make sure that your pets are okay. And when you are sick, they'll pick up the dog shit and clean the cat box or your bird cage or whatever kind of animal that you have. They feed your fish. They take notice of the things that matter to you. They pay attention to how you're feeling and how your day went. And then they act appropriately by helping you make your world a better place. And you have to do the same for them. You can't be an asshole and use somebody. Love is about spending time together and bonding. It's about growing together. It's about vulnerability and intimacy and allowing ourselves to be exposed with someone and for them loving every single bit of you. And this doesn't mean that you shit on them. It doesn't mean that we lose our temper on them or we call them names or we expect them to take care of things and be our whipping post. It means that we learn to rise above those old habits because we know we don't need those anymore. We are no longer that hurt child. We're healing that child with them and we're helping them heal their child. These people are your strength when you need them and you're theirs when they need you. When the real serious things come up in life, they're there. 
They're like the family or the family that you imagined you would have. They make you a better person because they motivate you. They believe in you. And they believe that you can be everything that you want to be and more. And they champion your cause. And you champion their cause. They know that you're human. And they love you with all your human flaws. These are the people that pushed you past your childhood conditioning. These are the people that understand you deeply. They understand how hurt you were and they love those pieces of that pain, but they also show you the way out of the darkness into the light by saying that no long, this no longer exists. This is not who you are. This is who you are now. And they show you your light. Your relationship becomes a safe haven, the sacred place, a place of protection. You know that they always have your back and you have theirs. You defend your relationship and you protect it fiercely. You see, I talk about authenticity and being your authentic self a lot because when you're authentic, it's true, it's raw, it's vulnerable, it's intimate, it's open without judgment. And when it's truly about love, you trust that you can unconditionally be yourself and you know that they can unconditionally love you as you unconditionally offer back to them the same. What real love is, you know in your gut. You don't guess. You don't hope. You don't wish. You absolutely know. You don't feel insecure. And you don't worry that they're not going to be there for you. You don't worry that they're with someone else. It doesn't even cross your mind because you absolutely know and trust that you are your best self with them. And they are their best self with you. And there is nothing that will cause either one of you to break that bond and that commitment. I hope that I gave you some clarity and didn't make it sound too not real because love can really be all of those things and we can still have our daily ups and downs. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have rough times. We are. What means is that we're committed to working it out with the other person and with ourselves and becoming better people. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, please share it and clap for it and subscribe to it. And always, please make the world a better place.